With at least a partial reopen of the economy in all U.S. states and consumer habits centered on necessities and online shopping, curbside pickup and delivery, now is the time to position your business to meet consumers where they are. Today, we'll talk about how businesses can adapt to changing consumer behavior, as well as some marketing strategies to consider as restrictions ease. Welcome to HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. I'm Jim Duffy, and I'm a vice president here at ADP. As business owners and managers of people, we appreciate all you're doing to help keep your employees, customers, and families safe. We know it hasn't been easy, and we're right here with you. Joining me today is Will Adams. Will works as general manager of small business services at Tarkenton Companies, an entrepreneurial organization, including Upnetic. Will leads the company's efforts in serving small business owners and their employees through consulting, software, education, employee training, and advocacy. Hey, Will, thanks for joining us today. Jim, thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here with you. So let's begin. What can the pandemic tell us about changing consumer behavior? Well, Jim, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, COVID-19 has undoubtedly created just tremendous uncertainty. And, you know, when we look back, uncertainty started to slow businesses down well before the cities and states issued their their shutdown orders. Uh, Health concerns mixed with confusion and fear of the unknown drove that uncertainty. And, you know, in many ways, it continues to do so today. Um, To cope with that uncertainty, you know, I believe people have really embraced preventative health and safety measures along with technology. Uh, By focusing on health and safety, specifically cleanliness, businesses can address the the primary concerns of most people returning to stores and restaurants and and other in-person settings. You know, meanwhile, technology is a way that people have maintained, you know, some semblance of normalcy and continuity, like the way we've embraced Zoom, you know, as a replacement for in-person meetings or shopping at the same store, but ordering online instead of shopping inside. So, you know, in a nutshell, I say, you know, consumer behavior has changed in the sense that we're focusing more on what we can control or how we can mitigate uncertainty, you know, especially when it comes to our health, our safety, and our pocketbook. Absolutely. Are there behavior patterns employers as small business owners should be mindful of? Well, Jim, you know, based on the patterns of activity that, that we've seen in our business uh, during the restrictive, uh, you know, shelter-in-place order, uh, you know, consumers will likely fall into one of four categories as those restrictive orders are eased. Um, you know, first are the unfazed These people don't feel directly impacted by the pandemic, and they're going to continue or resume the the same patterns that they had before. Uh, Second are the fearful. Now, the fearful are people who will continue following those self-imposed restrictive social distancing behaviors and guidelines. Uh, They're going to spend less on things that they view as non-essential while stockpiling things that are essential. Third are going to be the savers. Now, the savers are individuals or families who have been negatively impacted financially by the pandemic. And as a result, they're going to be spending less. And finally, there's the defectors. Now, these are people who've reassessed the value that they put on particular items or brands. They're going to plan to continue spending money, but are likely going to you know, place less importance on, on a brand, per se, and, and more on purpose and value. Interesting, Will. So how can a a business adapt to these changes in behavior? Well, you know, in terms of the categories I just mentioned, you know, first, if consumers consider your business to be non-essential, you should really focus on meeting the expectations of the unfazed and the defectors. 
Now, especially with the defectors, you have an opportunity to win new customers by really emphasizing the value that your product or service provides. You know, they may have been with one of your competitors for a long time, but you know what? They're now open to other options in a way that they haven't been in the past. It may not be later on either. You know, so consider offering maybe a free trial period, a money-back guarantee, or even a new customer discount to attract, you know, those brand defectors. And when you do acquire a new customer, you know, you're going to need to have those processes in place to deliver a great customer experience. Now, for the fearful and the savers, they're cutting back on spending, especially on non-essential purchases. So your primary focus should be on the people, you know, who are still spending. But there are still opportunities to reach those more challenging groups too, like a focus on your health and safety initiatives and creating more budget-friendly you know, product or, or service options. So you talked about two factors for consumers coping with uncertainty. First, you talked about health and safety, and then you later talked about technology. So how can businesses meet those needs? Well, Jim, I'd say from a, a health and safety standpoint, businesses should really stay you know, up to date with the local laws and regulations and implement the most current CDC guidelines for the workplace. Uh, but you can't stop there. That's not going to be enough. Uh, you have to make sure that your current and prospective customers know what you're doing to promote a culture and an environment that puts their health and safety first. Now, that means different things for different businesses, of course. You know, states are publishing specific guidelines for both essential and non-essential businesses. Uh, so, for example, you know, our company is based in Georgia, and we've implemented several policies for reopening the office to our employees, our clients, and our guests. You know, we posted a notice on our entrance doors forbidding entry to anyone with a fever or uh, other signs of illness. For those employees and guests that do enter, we conduct temperature checks and we'll forbid, you know, forbid entry to, to anyone with an above average temperature. Uh, disposable mask, hand sanitizer, and latex gloves are available and strongly recommended uh, for our employees and guests to use. And we're keeping all common surfaces regularly you know, disinfected. Uh, and from a social distancing perspective, you know, we've made adjustments to workspaces and common areas to ensure proper social distancing can occur. Our staff meetings will continue to be held virtually even when most of the staff is here in the office. And when we've implemented uh, you know, the, the scheduling for the reopening, we looked at doing it in a staggered way, where our team works half from home, half in the office on alternating days, and just to keep our in-office headcount you know, at a minimum. And those are just a few things, Jim, that, that we're doing in our business here in Georgia. And you know, every business listing in really needs to look at their state's guidelines and, and figure out what's required of them and what policies make sense for their situation. Uh, in fact, you know, we've actually leveraged many of the resources ADP has made available to, uh, to guide our workplace preparedness plan and policies, and would definitely encourage you know, the listeners to, to do the same. Um, you know, and, and your question about technology, you know, from that perspective, I would say that you know, businesses that were able to establish alternative processes to keep running during shelter-in-place and the social distancing protocols should think about you know, how they can implement those service offerings in the long term. You know, these quote unquote alternatives are likely to represent a long-term shift in business operations and not just what maybe some of us have assumed has just been a short-term Band-Aid. Absolutely. So what types of technology have been trending upward? 
Well, again, you know, kind of from what we've seen through through our experience, that during the pandemic, uh, we've seen a dramatic increase in consumers using uh, remote technology and online options for product or service purchases, uh, along with curbside delivery. Uh, but the thing to realize is these these options, you know, they were already trending upward well before the pandemic, you know, hit. Uh, the pandemic just accelerated them and made everyone more aware of them. You know, for the millions of consumers who had never jumped on the bandwagon before, they were forced to, and all at once. Um, you know, as the restrictions lift, many people are going to go back to their old patterns, but many others are going to, you know, decide, hey, this this new you know, more technology-driven way of living is kind of nice, and that's my habit now moving forward. Uh, you know, so don't think that everything will just go back to how it was. Uh, things have changed, and they're going to continue to change. Without a doubt, Will. Um, so as the restrictions ease, certain industries will be reopening before others. How can businesses stay in touch with customers prior to fully reopening? Well, Jim, it's a, it's a great question, something we're all, you know, collectively, I think, pondering and, and strategizing around. And, you know, again, some of the things that we've seen over the past few months is that, you know, both business to consumer and consumer to business engagement through, you know, email, social media, online chat, self-service help pages, FAQ pages, and text messaging, you know, has really skyrocketed. Um, with so many affordable telecommunication tools available today, you know, a business can seamlessly shift most of their, you know, in-person communications to a virtual setting. Uh, you know, I'd say along with embracing this technology, you have to make yourself available and commit time to speaking and interacting with your customers, or at least, you know, clearly designate an employee or employees who will take care of those, those responsibilities on behalf of, of your business. Um, in that messaging, take time to craft, you know, very thoughtful, empathetic messages and be consistent with the information that you're sharing across all of your different communication platforms. Uh, you should also be focused on developing and delivering a, a very you know, purposeful, driven social media and email marketing strategy, um, you know, and tracking customer engagement at every step. You know, find out what channels are most effective for reaching and engaging your customers, um, you know, and really examining the types of communication that are driving the most engagement and then put those things together and then go meet those, those customers there. Excellent. So what should employers be doing now uh, to prepare for when social restrictions are completely lifted? Well, Jim, this is uh, not going to be the most popular answer to, to those, many of those listening. Um, and while it's never a fun or exciting thing to do for most of us, there are a few exceptions, uh, right now is the perfect time for business planning. Uh, if you don't have a plan, you definitely need to create one. If you have one, it's time to review it, update it, and improve it. You know, specifically, go over your financials and look for, you know, any areas where in the past you thought, you know, maybe this could be improved or maybe this should be addressed. Anything that could become a more glaring problem later. And really craft your plan with an eye on current trends. You know, even the most, you know, thorough plan needs to adapt to the market and industry shifts like we're experiencing and, and seeing now. Uh, so again, so take this time to plan and pivot. So beyond business planning, uh, what other considerations should business owners and employers be looking at? Well, you know, kind of beyond and, and really within the business plan, uh, you know, is really to start formulating your, your sales and marketing plans for the next phase of your business, you know, the reopening and the rebounding, uh, developing and, and revising your employee handbook and policies to address 
you know, the revised health and safety standards and new leave of absence rules. Um, that's something you should really be working on now so that you are ready and in, in a strong position for when people do come back. All right. So from a sales and marketing perspective, what type of strategies should employers be developing? Well, Jim, I think first and foremost, employers should be actively developing marketing campaigns that revolve around some kind of reopening event, uh, kind of a, a mark in time. Uh, you can't just open up the doors and assume people are just going to magically show up. Uh, you have to tell people that you're back. And again, all of this is connected. You know, you're announcing that you're reopening. And as part of that, you're also letting people know what you've done from a health and safety perspective, along with your expanded technology and service options. You know, for example, maybe you've created, you know, alternative products or, or service options in response to the pandemic. Um, you know, all of those things that we've, that we've already talked about, Jim. So that makes sense. What else should employers be thinking about and evaluating? Well, Jim, I, I think, you know, for those listening, I think really that's, you know, kind of at the crux of everything that we've been talking about. Um, you know, many of us are the first thing we, we think about when we wake up in the morning and the, the last thing that we think about before we drift off to sleep is, is how am I going to get my customers to come back and spend more with me? Um, you know, we're, we're worried about how we're going to rebound, how we're going to recoup lost revenue. Uh, and again, how, how are we getting those customers to come back and start spending again? And, you know, the good thing is most of those questions and concerns that I think we're all experiencing right now, they can all be wrestled to the ground with a well-thought-out and well-executed marketing plan. Uh, and, and a great way to get started with this, it, it's not as hard as, as it might sound or appear. Um, with most things in business and life, really it just comes down to asking a lot of questions. Uh, what marketing initiatives have you been relying on? What results have you seen from those? You know, what needs to be, you know, kicked to the curb and what do I need to double down on? Uh, what kind of budget do I need to dedicate to these activities? And specifically, you know, you really need to look at your online marketing. Uh, a business with a strong digital presence is at such a distinct advantage right now. Uh, so you have to start with your website. You know, is it well designed? Do customers get a clear picture of your business, what you do and what they should do? You know, how does your website perform on mobile? How fast does it load? Is it easy for customers to order online? And with so many options that are out there today, if someone lands on your website and they can't figure it out or it takes too long to load, guess what? They are gone. So the site, it has to be right. Uh, you know, along the same lines of, of the digital marketing side, I would say pay close attention to your Google My Business profile. Uh, now, for those that aren't, you know, familiar with, with that platform, Google My Business, it's a free service uh, that can help improve results when people are looking for businesses, products, services like those that you offer, uh, either through Google Search and or through Google Maps. Uh, and this is particularly important at the local level. Um, you're going to want to make sure that you've taken ownership of that profile so that you have full editorial rights to it. And that all the information on that platform is complete, it's accurate, and you're updating it regularly. Uh, you can also create posts about special events, products, news. Uh, you can even post special offers like coupons, discounts, things of that nature. And all of that information will appear alongside your business profile when it shows up in a search result. Uh, you can see and respond to reviews, which is so critical for reputation management. And with the, uh, with the app, uh, designed you know, specifically for, for that business owner, 
You can even text directly with prospective customers, which is just such an incredible uh, incredible tool that, guess what, you don't have to pay for. Um, it's all included as part of that platform. Um, so if you haven't done so already, I would I definitely encourage you to take ownership, set it up, and regularly manage that, that Google My Business profile. Uh, and finally, social media. You know, we've touched on it earlier, but make sure, you know, you're following a deliberate strategy, not just using it to use it, which, you know, is a, is a trap that small business owners too often kind of fall into. Uh, you know, so really, again, ask those questions. Which platforms and posts are driving the best engagement? You know, how much are you budgeting for promoting specific posts? So again, with all of this and everything that we talked about, Jim, it's really asking a lot of questions, you know, thinking it through and being strategic and intentional in everything that you do. Well, that's, that's very, very helpful. Um, so let's shift gears thinking ahead even further here. What should employers do to be better prepared for future threats to their business? Well, Jim, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, just a few months ago, none of us could have predicted that we've, you know, be in the middle and hopefully coming out of a pandemic, you know, that cities and states would be in complete lockdown, uh, restrictive shelter-in-place orders in effect, you know, everything that's happened, you know, up until now. Uh, so right up front, you know, be aware that there will always be unknowns. Uh, it's so important, and I think we've all learned a, a valuable lesson here of the importance of having a disaster preparedness plan in place. Uh, and, and equally and as important to that equation is to be surrounded by key advisors in areas like insurance and finance and legal and tax and human resources, sales and marketing. Uh, you know, and above all, it, it really comes down to controlling what you can control. You know, maintain proper insurance coverages. Take care of your financial position. Ensure you're liquid enough to respond to periods of turbulence and uncertainty. Um, always work towards creating new and diversified sources of revenue. Don't get you know, comfortable uh, with where you're at. Always push yourself to open up new income streams. Um, you know, pivot when needed and find ways to increase your return you know, on the current activities and initiatives you have in the market. Uh, regularly and, and purposefully, Engage your employees and customers, talk to them, ask them questions, and learn from them. You know, and, and, and Jim, when our businesses and, and plans are turned upside down again, which they most certainly will, uh, remember that we all have a choice here. You know, we can respond in anger and confusion and fear, or, or we can make the decision that we're going to respond with clarity and confidence and decisiveness. And by taking the, the latter course of action, it's going to help us seize the new opportunities that are brought about by change. And it's going to better position our businesses for, for whatever the future may hold. Will, this has been incredibly helpful. You've covered a lot of ground. I can't thank you enough for sharing your expertise with us as you have. Uh, I also want to thank our listeners for joining us today on HRpreneur. Uh, for FAQs, state and local guidance, forms and policies, checklists, and more, please visit adp.com forward slash smallbizcovid19. Thanks again for joining us. Be well.